An hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey, welcome everyone. This is Kevin. I am in again today for Andrew Hollister. I also have Sean Phelan here with me today. If you're watching us on camera, he is not in shot, and it's I'm, not I'm, just because I'm ashamed of him. I'm it's here. fine. It's, it's, my, it's my face for radio. It's just the stuff in the background doesn't look good. <laughs> but thanks again for joining us here on Radio for New York. Uh, we are not in studio today. We're casting remotely, and we're going to see how that goes. We're, we're in the Liberty Closet. Yeah, Liberty Closet, right. But, but of course, we are broadcasting on WYSL and WACK. There will be a broadcast later tonight, and WENY. And, of course, we are on the Facebook page, Andrew C. Hollister, Radio for New York, YouTube, Twitter, all those so please, our streams are up. Uh, send us a message if you want to talk to us. All right, so today, uh, well, we got a couple of things we want to talk about. Of course, we want to acknowledge that it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. Uh, that's a federal holiday. We're celebrating uh, the, the life and legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that today, uh, in part because I, I have another guest that's going to be going on Thursday who's going to talk a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're, we're going to kind of talk about his legacy and, and, and libertarians in relation to that, that legacy as well. And so it should be a really interesting discussion with a guy that I've known for a couple years now from uh, from the Larry Sharp campaign. So that one should be good. So uh, stay tuned Thursday. We're going to be talking about that and and kind of uh, libertarianism in relation to the civil rights movement. When I was a you know kid growing up, you know of course you know I knew about him and learned about him and stuff, but the magnitude of what he really accomplished didn't really hit me until I was an adult, I have to be honest. And, you know, to think about, like, you know, and it, it, to put it in perspective, you know, for those people listening, imagine getting up out of your chair right now and go and do the things he did, and you'll get a kind of a, a grasp of the magnitude of what yeah. he accomplished. No, this just putting life and limb on the line. Yeah. On the, to, to be able to uh, fight for the rights of people, uh, African Americans especially, in the in the South, uh, who weren't able to vote, who weren't able to get equal treatment under the law, and who weren't able to uh, do things like sit at a lunch counter, even uh, segregated water fountains, bathrooms, all this ridiculous stuff. You know, uh, that, that, that it wasn't really that long ago. There's still many, many people alive who... That was their day-to-day -day life. Oh, I, I can remember being a kid in the 70s, and we drove down south, and, uh, you know, we had to make a, quite a few bathroom breaks, and while in, like, South Carolina or Georgia or somewhere, we pulled off in this little road, and, you know, we found this little place to get gas in the bathroom, and you could see on top of the bathroom uh, entranceway, you could still see the old paint of it where it said whites only. 
Yeah, it still had some of that stuff in the, I was in the like, 70s, even I, after... Yeah, the... well, I'm saying it was it was old, though, you know, but still it wasn't painted over. Yeah, right. You know, right. it was like, wow, really? And if you're, and really? If you're living down there and you're seeing that even every day, even if you know it's not enforced anymore, it's, it's kind of a, a stark reminder of like, hey, for a while, the state and local governments didn't treat me as an equal. If you're an African-American living in that situation, you know, it's it's hard to know what to think about your, your state government, your local government, even the federal government as well uh and and that's that's when things got get really interesting and if uh if anyone caught my my states rights podcast uh, uh show that i did on wednesday you know i talked about that a little bit you know where who who enforces individual liberty in these situations right if does the federal government come down on the side in that historical context of being the better protector of individual liberty and and is that uh, a good thing right it's I mean, and, and in this case, the outcome was good. It's just, you know, we've, we've grown the federal government in that process. So what do we do about that? And that's that's a lot of what I want to be able to talk about with my guest on uh, Thursday is is about that type of stuff. So if, if there are any other, like, questions that you think that I should address in that, you know, send, uh, send us a message on Facebook or, uh, of course, send us an email, contact at RadioFreeNewYork.com. And Radio Free New York is all spelled out at RadioFreeNewYork.com. So yeah, uh, but we we do have a couple other topics that we want to get to today as well. Uh, we're gonna we'll wait and see on the Virginia situation. Uh, it's yeah. those those protests are still going on. We talked about that a little bit Friday, right. but we're going to kind of see how everything turns out. See how the the governor responds, uh, and then we'll you know we don't want to give a hot take on right. anything, right? Like well, we, don't, I mean- we don't have the full information of what's going on the one the one thing i can say is i I am very concerned about some of the rumors that i'm hearing about uh democratic agencies shall i say are Mm. bringing in uh troublemakers antifa i'm hearing rumors yeah yeah to try to stir things up and that uh really worries me no sure i mean that's that's very agent provocateurs are a legit thing and it's hard to tell because you're just seeing these things on the internet right and that's why i kind of want to wait and see mm-hmm. what happens because I don't want to uh, jump to conclusions or perpetuate these rumors. That I don't know if they're true. They want to take um, our guns. They're evil. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, so any sacrifice of truth is justified in, in order to do that. Mm. Oh, that, I was, I was, I was expecting a no. Uh, you know, well, I mean, I've been saying for years that the government has been slowly tightening the noose of freedom and liberty, you know, and they're taking it away little at a time and a little at a time. And now this is a big one, you know, and you got to dig in and stand your ground and oh, say this is not acceptable. For sure. Oh, for sure. And I think this is a good opportunity to stand up for Second Amendment rights, uh, what's going on in Virginia. And, and I think as, as Andrew's pointed out in some of his shows on this, we want to make sure that, like, we maintain the moral high ground of, mm-hmm. of truth, that, like, we are the ones who are defending truth. We're the ones defending individual liberties and individual rights. And so we don't want to, uh, you know, sully that image. Uh, and make sure we want to sell that image uh, with with spreading false rumors and lies. Yeah, we just want to keep everything as accurate as possible because that's what libertarians try to do. We try to keep things as you know as basically as honest and factual as possible um, because I think it really builds our credibility to have facts on our side. Yeah, absolutely. So to speculate is would be uh, irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah, small side conversation from uh, some of the other stuff that we're talking about. Um, 
but but the other things that I do want to get to today are the uh, the things going on in terms of, of Facebook and social media mm-hmm. and these calls from the Democrat candidates. I've heard it from I think Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Andrew Yang, uh, and, and they've all said that Facebook ought to be kind of the arbiter of truth in terms of political videos. So so Facebook has gone out and said that they are not going to uh, police videos or pull down videos that are uh, that contain lies. Right. Yeah, and there's quite a few of them. Yeah. So so that's what we'll get to there. And then we'll also talk a little bit about the uh, the thing going on with Apple and encryption. This is this is kind of an old issue. This has been going on for years now, right? So like we, they, it was, it became an issue in the 2016 election for a little bit. Uh, we, I think in the presidential debates, actually, where uh, then candidate Donald Trump said that uh, we ought to boycott Apple because they weren't uh, getting a uh, what do you call it, like a backdoor to their encryption process. Because I think at the time, as the uh, San Bernardino shooter who had had an iPhone, and they the FBI wanted to be able to investigate that to see if uh like they they had any other connections and and apple said no so so that's yeah it's with apple you know it's you're encrypting something into a company you know to for the person's privacy and this you know i'm just going to cut to the chase this is exactly what uh, that statement about Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin had said that he, uh, well, it's attributed to Benjamin Franklin, that said um, something about you, you're give, giving up freedoms is no way to get a sense of security or something like that. And it's close. You know, I, I, think, I destroyed it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's all right. Uh, during, during the break, I'll look up the, the actual quote and we'll read that. All right. So uh, thanks again for joining us here on Radio Free New York. Uh, We will be back in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe. Safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Uh, I'm here, Kevin Wilson, not in studio, but at our remote studio. So I know uh, over the radio, you didn't hear this, but uh, over our live stream, I know we 
uh, we're, we're on during the break and we're just trying to, to adjust things and make sure it sounds right. So if, if we aren't sounding right, please just leave us a comment. We're just trying to figure this out and fix it. So uh, it's a little bit easier for all of us to be able to sh- do the show because uh, me and Andrew and Sean, we all work. We're all doing things. So we, we want to make this show uh, work as uh, best as possible. Sean works? <laughs> you know, on occasion. Oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, and and so I we did get a couple comments in. Thank you, Garrett, for uh, for your comment. He said, uh, "I hope we learned our lesson with Whiskey Warrior." And and again, if you haven't checked out the show that Andrew did on that, it was very very good. That kind of broke down the situation, how this kind of rumor mill kind of spread out of control, and then what actually happened, what's what's worth investigating and being wary of, and then what was uh, maybe not so true in that situation. Well, and, we did we did an evergreen show about. Uh, the what's what's propaganda and what's not and how to identify it yeah yeah and, and so, one day when which we're not able to make a, a live show we'll yeah, we'll do that yeah we'll play that um and and garrett i, I also definitely check out the uh the 1a segment on the apple issue uh but so let's so let's talk about the facebook thing first all right so so again what's going on right now is that several political candidates like elizabeth warren um. Yeah, no, we're good. Okay. So, so uh, several political gangs: Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, Joe Biden. Uh, we, uh, they, they have been saying that Facebook should take a more active role in editing the content that is allowed in news feeds. Right. So, so meaning, and specifically, what would happen? Elizabeth Warren kind of led the charge with this, where, where she said that. There are videos that contain lies that were allowed as political ads on Facebook. They got approved. They went out, and she was upset that, that these are things that were pretty obvious and well-known lies. So, so why shouldn't Facebook pull these videos down? Now, Facebook has said that they they don't want to be the arbiter of truth. They don't want to be in a, a situation where there's a gray area in terms of uh, whether or not a statement is factual. And be put in a position where you have one politician saying this is a lie and how can you allow this to go out? And another politician who says uh, that that's a truthful statement. How could you censor me? Right. So Facebook doesn't want to be in that position. So, so their, their fallback position is uh, to throw their hands up, and say, no, no, we ain't going to do that. What do you think of that, Sean? I'm just sitting here thinking that, like, you know, I've seen videos that have like a. Uh like gray lettering over saying like this is property of such and such you know and you could still see the video in the background but the gray sits forward i don't understand why facebook can't just say the the information in this video has not been verified as factual and just leave it up there and i think that would actually encourage people to put factual videos up there so that that gray lettering would never be there yeah well you know i I don't think that because then again, Facebook's kind of taking a position on the truthfulness of that video, right? And it, what's interesting is Facebook kind of already does this with some political claims because you'll see it in your newsfeed. Someone will post some meme that contains a rumor about Hillary Clinton or something, right? Because that's where you see the most of. Yeah. And then below it, it'll be fact check. Here's this article from Snopes that says that this isn't true. Yes. So, yes. so they do that. But they're wary of doing that in political situations. And for those who've never done a political ad on Facebook, too, what happens is you have to go and verify your identity with Facebook. 
So I have to send like my driver's license, get a piece of mail sent to my house and my social security number, all that stuff, mm -hmm. and then verify my organization. So if I'm a, a political campaign, I have to, to send them in the, that information as well mm -hmm. um, to prove that I am representing the campaign that I claim to be representing. And then I can run ads. And when I run the ads, they'll say paid for by so-and-so, right? So like when sure. no, Right. Yeah. So, so, so when, you know, if I, if I ran any ads last year, say paid for by this campaign. And then if you clicked on it, you'd be able to say, connect my identity to that. And that kind of came as a response to the, uh, the, the Russian ad campaigns. Right. Right. Well, I did see recently a story where Facebook said something, to the effect of that they pulled some ads or some memes or something because they were traced back to a, uh, a Ukrainian, uh, IP address or something. Is that fake news? I don't know. I don't know to tell anymore. I don't know. I was going to say that for Friday, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to look that up. But but it, but it might be true. I mean, I think there was some stuff coming from Ukraine as well uh, that mm -hmm. is, in fact, verified um, because they were, interestingly, in a position where they, they were more likely to want to see Hillary Clinton win because she was taking a, a harder stance on providing aid to Ukraine in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. So, so there's there's a little bit of sliver of truth to to what those people talk about, uh, like that kind of Trump team talks about in terms yeah. of that. But, but I know it's yeah. I know what Facebook can do. Okay, well, what's the solution? Facebook John? can just hire a libertarian organization to fact check for them, and we'll just say it's all lies. It's all <laughs> lies. Yeah, believe none of it. Yes, don't don't believe any of their <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, with. With a lot of this stuff, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of sympathetic to Facebook's position. I'd rather not Facebook decide what to label truth and a lie, it, in part because I think it may end up hurting libertarians in some cases. Like I worry, like if, you know, we, we make kind of factual policy claims about like the national debt or about, uh, I don't know, the war on drugs or the criminal justice system. Like, you know, are they going to fact check that type of stuff? Are, are they going to put up stuff that at least like kind of shows the other side of that claim, would they have an obligation to if it became a legislative priority of someone like Elizabeth Warren or Andrew Yang or Joe Biden? You know, what, where, do you, where do you draw the line in what Facebook is obligated to do? And, yeah. and in fact, what, what, so I, I, you know, I, I don't want to be paranoid and say like they would specifically attack libertarians, but, but maybe, you know, like that, that's, that's the position that we put them in the power to be able to do that. And they would rather remain neutral in these situations, which I D think is the better position. During the Larry Sharp campaign, though, they did pull a whole slew of stuff. Oh yeah, sure. Well, so so I was I was the guy running a lot of those. Um, so interestingly enough, like some of it was like uh, like the Google ads, ours got pulled down because we didn't end up having the the right authorizations at one point in time. But it's weird because they allowed them to run for a little while, and, and same with Facebook. With Facebook, they 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 I forget why they shut it down, but they they shut it down for some reason. Like they thought we were, we had like a fraudulent account or something. And so they're like, all right, until we investigate this, this is off. And we're like, it's like three weeks before an election. You can't, like, kill our ad account for a month. Like, right. It was ridiculous. Like, no, like that wasn't, like, some kind of form of sabotage. Yeah. Like, it, with, with Facebook, since I, I work in this every day, trust me when I say, like, a lot of that stuff is more a product of messy bureaucracy where people aren't talking to each other than it is of intentional sabotage. It is not mm. sabotage, it is incompetence. <laughs> and, and so, but that's, but that's a good enough reason to worry about uh, us 
or Facebook having the power to, to shut down videos for political lies too because what they will do is they will err on the side of caution and they'll say, okay, we can't put this up. We, we can't allow this, this stuff to happen because it might be a lie, so we're going to shut it down. But again, if you're making like you know a, a factual claim that goes against the kind of traditional perceived narrative, like what, what people understand is the truth, and, and a lot of libertarian positions are that, then you know we, we might be in trouble. And I, I don't think I like that. Honestly, honestly I feel it's a cop-out by Facebook. I think that they could easily put a department together for fact-checking and verify the videos, verify the information in there. And you, you're pro-Facebook fact-checking videos. I think they should. I think that because too many people are getting their news from them. And the misleadingness that I've seen is unbelievable, especially in support of Trump. Hmm. Maybe. So I think the bigger issue is, okay, if we can't expect people to be able to understand truth on their own, because the same thing happens, right? Like commercials can go out and sometimes there are some claims in there that I don't think are particularly factual and other people go around and fact check those claims. You know, so so if we if we're not doing that with commercials and we really aren't and if we're. Again, living in a democracy where voters are expected to like process all this information that's being shot at them and then make voting decisions, like do do we have a functioning democracy if that's not working? Yeah, but see, I know Simple Tech is the best company in Rochester to, to turn to for your internet needs. You know, so that's that's true. <laughs> I mean, a bit of a non sequitur, but no, it, it's it's Facebook. It's too many people are tied into it. It's become too important and with that magnitude of importance comes a responsibility and that's just my take on it you know if you're going to be that big you've got a responsibility to be you know as truthful as possible to the people i mean i've seen people post memes stating that uh you know trump was responsible for the sunrise but you know but no no but seriously i've seen i've seen people that think actually that 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 they thought the economy was garbage until Trump came along, and they don't realize that it actually was increasing since 2009. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us here on Radio Free New York. We will be back in just a few minutes. Aircraft Environmental Systems proudly supports Radio Free New York. Rochester-based leaders in climate simulation chambers for America's R&D laboratories. We're experts in troubleshooting, calibrations, custom designs, and consulting for more than 40 years. Industry pioneers, we created the first-ever fleet of temperature, humidity, and altitude test chambers available to rent coast-to-coast. Trained and trusted by environmental chamber manufacturers, we are ACES. Find us at acesinc.com. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Again, it's Kevin Wilson uh, in our remote studio today with uh, Sean Phelan, our resident agent of chaos. I prefer the Liberty Closet. The Liberty Closet. Not the remote location. Okay. Not the remote. Oh, Liberty Closet. Okay, that, <laughs> this from now on is dubbed the Liberty Closet. Okay. Great. Um, so thanks again for everyone who's listening in, and thanks for the comments that have been coming in. They've been uh, really interesting. So we, we got one from uh, Drew. It says, is Facebook to be treated like a public square with federal public funding like the state-owned buildings? No. No. The government shouldn't pay for anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, it's a, it's a fair question, right? Like, is it, you know, it, 
it, it, it has free speech implications, right? Mm-hmm. If the federal government is kind of nationalizing Facebook uh, or, or any social media channels, like the, they have different free speech obligations than what they have now. Mm-hmm. Um, also more control, too. So it's it, it would be kind of a messy legal situation with that happening. Well, I mean, I see it this way. You know, like there were independent news agencies back in the 60s, Walter Cronkite days, you know, where news was had integrity because it tried to be as honest as possible and impartial at that. And that's I, changed. So, so I, those, I, those I, days I, are gone. No, I don't think that is possible. I really but, don't. I, to have impartial news, there's no such thing. Right, it really but isn't. it's you, to, 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 to strive toward it. Yeah. You know. So uh, I think that's fair enough, to strive towards... Uh, impartial news to try to strive towards truth. I don't know that they they were ever really there because you, you can think about the things that were left out, were misreported, uh, were misunderstood. And, and I, I, like, I appreciate the plethora of news sources, including including user-generated content that you see on Facebook because sometimes that's really valuable. right? You have these independent journalists who are, are able to go out and even if it's not their profession, like kind of dig and discover the truth and comment on things in an interesting way. And, and I don't know that I think it was a myth that like the the Walter Cronkites of the world were was a good and stable system. I think it was fundamentally unstable. I think you left a lot of stuff out. I think there's a lot of problems with that system, even if they striving towards that ideal of objective journalism is is noble. Right. I mean, anytime you give information to a human and they give it back out, there's always going to be a reinterpretation, a a twisting, a bias, a choice of words in a certain manner. And that's just human nature. Yeah. And it's our job as humans, as adults, to sift through that and check multiple sources and see what's the common denominators between them. Yeah. And that's what I pretty much do. We should. And, that, and that's that's kind of what I what I think we should be doing, is, right? It's like us as citizens, we are responsible for, like, understanding journalism, understanding, uh, like, stuff that happens on Facebook, too, like, not immediately sharing that meme every time because, like, all right, well, is this actually true? Do I want to spread this? Uh, does it make sense? Is it going to make me look good? Is it going to make me look like a fool by sharing this thing around? Right. And so th- those, are, those are things that I try to think about. And, again, I think it's your responsibility as a citizen to do that. I don't think it's, it's Facebook's responsibility to do that. And, and by the way, I want to do just a, a little bit of self-promotion. There, there will be a podcast coming out where I was talking with a, a journalist about, like, this exact issue for, like, an hour. Mm. And so that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks, and I'll, I'll share that on our Radio Free New York page, and, and maybe the Andrew C. Hollister page if he lets me. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but it was a, a like an hour long conversation just about that and about the topic of fake news, and, uh, and I'm hoping I can get uh, that that same journalist on this show one day to you talk know, about it. Just this week, I posted two memes that I saw that were about the police accountability board members that were selected. And because I couldn't verify the authenticity of those memes, when I did repost them, I I say right at the top, please say it ain't so. You know, which right there tells you I'm not sure if this is real or not. Please tell me if this is right or not. You know, Sean Phelan, advocate of memeing responsibly. Yeah, I think, you know, if, okay, as a growing libertarian party and a member of this party, I think that integrity is going to be the best tool to win over voters. Because if we come across as just another sack of lies and, you know, a human diaper, then we need to really revamp our thinking because that's not going to work 
any intelligent voter is going to see through that and they're going to go, oh, look, the libertarians are just like the Dems and Republicans, yeah. just lying to get where they want to get to. And I don't think that's the way to go. I think that's I you think know, honesty I, and integrity is, is very important. And I think that's exactly why people don't want to vote for politicians anymore. They want real people. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Now, uh, we did a, a comment from Eric and it says, aren't all political promises lies? Nowadays. Nowadays? Oh. Yeah, nowadays. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, I can only go back, you know, 25, 30 years for myself speaking, but... Okay. Um, the, back in the good old days and every, everyone was truthful and good and, well, and no, wholesome? Yeah, no, 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 no. But, I mean, like, you know, I've listened to Larry Sharp go around and, the, the you know, he's he's one of the only candidates I ever heard that doesn't say, oh, look at the other guy, bad, 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 bad. You know, he's he comes out and he goes, well, you know what? Yeah, that's a bad idea. Why don't we try this? I have a plan. Let's try this. You know, let how about this as an idea? And so you want to call those promises? I t okay, you can yeah, call man. them a promise. But I think he would have been able to pull those off. Yeah, I don't. I don't take that view. I think most politicians think they're telling the truth. They might not be, but they think oh, they're telling the truth. No. Oh, you get that way too much faith. <laughs> no. So, no, see, I don't have to have faith in them. They can be thinking they're telling the truth and still be advocating stupid, destructive things. I think mm. most of the time they think they're telling the truth. Not always. Um, and let's see. Everyone. I don't know. I just, the, the most least intelligent people are getting elected to positions. I just don't get it. Yeah. You know? And, and Rick on YouTube said that every righteous outfit gets corrupted when it becomes too big. Which that I is think it, totally okay, true. If you, if you start to, in, you know, uh, if it starts to get too big, you start to worry about preserving your own power instead of uh, preserving the truth. Uh, that's yeah, that's a, a fair thing to point out. Is that yeah. like a lot of these institutions? What, what's the, what's the quote? Uh, you know. Lord, Lord Acton, uh, power corrupts absolute absolute power, power yeah, corrupts yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so you know, power power tends to be a corrupting influence. And again, if you, you start to get more attached to the power than the mission, then that that's a dangerous thing. And and I do, I want to acknowledge um, Garrett's from YouTube's comment as well. It says uh, that Facebook is in the public sphere, and that they can do whatever they want as long as it's in the service agreement. So that's true. Yeah, they, right. Facebook can do whatever they want. Uh, until the government says otherwise, though, because if the government uh, makes a law that says they have to police these videos, then they'll have to do that. But otherwise, yeah, if Facebook wanted to pull down videos or fact check stuff or do whatever they want on their own volition, they are legally able to do that. Right. But what I'm getting at is this, the integrity of the running of the business. Because, like, for example, if you go to a pizza place and you order a pizza, you expect real cheese on the pizza, you know? And not some fake substitute, semi-plastic thing that's made out of tofu or something. Well, that's fair enough. And like, so, I mean, when it comes to commercial activity, right, you know, libertarians would say, like, you know, if there's someone committing force or fraud, and in that case that would be fraud, then, mm -hmm. yeah, you can't, you can't false advertise, right? You can't say, you know, I'm going to give you a cheese pizza and actually give me a piece of wood with plastic on it. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I'm, false advertising. Oh, you, you, remember, you remember the pizza sense. from high school? <laughs> yeah. No, they're bringing it back. <laughs> great oh god yeah did you see, did you yeah. see some of that yeah that's yeah. well, fine well i mean uh, it, maybe we'll spend another day on that show cause yeah I think that's, that's a whole that's, thing that's, that's interesting <laughs> i don't know the, the pizza is hit or miss at my school it was uh some days it was very very good some days uh, it was 
gosh darn right unedible. Um, I mean, I understand Facebook didn't intend when it first came out to be this political monster that it's turned into, and but still, you got a somewhat you got a somewhat responsibility to to who's using it and the information Facebook. that's going out on it. So, well, actually, that gets to. The, the other topic that I, is kind of related to this is Section 230, right? So uh, Joe Biden and I, I think a few of the other Democratic candidates as well and other Democratic politicians have started to say that Section 230 ought to be repealed. What is Section 230 exactly, yep, please? So, so let's see if I can get this in before the break. Uh, Section 230 is a bill uh, or a law that was passed back in 1996 that essentially says that, that platforms – are able to be um, kind of neutral in the process. They're not responsible to, for the contents that's posted to them, right, if they're an open platform, mm -hmm. right? So like a comment section, like a company that has uh, a comment section at a wall or, or a, um, a forum on their site, they're not necessarily responsible for the stuff that people are posting on there. So they, they may have a – they're not legally responsible. Okay. So it's it's kind of called like the the First Amendment of the Internet, and and so basically it, it says so a company like Facebook how that's applied is that Facebook isn't really responsible for the stuff that people put out there. They're not legally liable if someone puts out a lie. So they're they're treated differently than like a newspaper, whereas a newspaper if they put out a lie, they are are legally kind of liable for uh, putting out a false statement. Right, but again, I'm not talking about the legality of something. I'm talking about just being integrity, you know, just having integrity and and say, look, you know, this is not what I expected Facebook to be, but I, I got to run this company in a better way that that's definitely more... All right, so we got we to wrap it up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so we, we got to go to a break, so uh, we'll be back for our last segment in just a few minutes. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Radio Free New York. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Again, it's Kevin Wilson in the in the Liberty Closet here uh, yes. with, with Sean Phelan. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're talking uh, Facebook and kind of Section 230. Uh, with, so I just finished explaining that before the uh, break. And, yeah, 230, and, 231, and, whatever it takes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, you had kind of made the point, like, you, you think Facebook has, has a, a corporate responsibility to, to do that. I think they just have a human responsibility. A human responsibility, right. Like, so, th so they have this platform. You know, and, and that's one of those things, like, I could 
sort of agree with you. I'm like, all right, maybe Facebook ought to be doing some of this, which is what they are doing with some of the, the false claims that mm-hmm. like happen all the time. Because you get you get some of the ridiculous, uh, uh, you know, I, and it happens on both sides, like the, the ridiculous like Hillary Clinton rumors or Obama rumors or uh, Nancy Pelosi rumors or Donald Trump rumors, like some of the lies that go out about him are ridiculous and sometimes hilarious. But, you know, it's... It, it is stuff that like people on on the Democratic side believe though, and I, I see otherwise smart people kind of getting caught up in the same cycle of fake news. I'm like, man, I, I really wish you didn't share that stuff because it's so obviously a lie. It makes me question your intelligence, <laughs> and and so I, I don't like seeing that. And and Facebook could and sometimes and often does currently challenge that stuff, right? It's it just gets trickier when it's like okay are you sent are you interfering with an election by claiming that a video that a politician puts out is a lie? I'm seeing this a lot with uh, Trump supporters and hardcore liberals. Yeah. They will as long as the meme says what they want it to be, you know what they think the truth is. Yeah. they repost it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that's that's very true, and again. That stuff, I think that we can have a reasonable debate about what Facebook should or shouldn't do, that I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg is going to be subscribing to the Radio for New York podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) SoundCloud, any of those places uh, where you can subscribe to the Radio for New York podcast. There's also also like uh, the Liberty Listing, Liberty Ranking podcast thing that we can get. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's, yeah, Andrew posted about that earlier. I was going to post about that today, so that, definitely check that out. But but anywho, um, I, I think that's it's a little bit of a different question from saying that maybe Facebook ought to kind of put up disclaimers for certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a different for like kind of private political claims than the kind of uh, political ads, right? Because, again, it, you're interfering with an election at that point, or at least that could be the accusation. So so having that versus being required to police and edit the content of your site, right? So that that's something that I think is fundamentally different, is that if Facebook is responsible for any misleading, dangerous, um, you know, uh, illegal content on their site, you know, again, Facebook tries to... to cut down on like illegal activity on their site but like if they were held legally liable for any time someone posted uh, about like trying to sell drugs on their site or something like they they would have a huge problem Mm -hmm. and and it's it's interesting to see that the uh some of the democratic candidates are advocating for that again what what section 230 does as i understand it and i hope i'm understanding this correctly is that um they 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 are again responsible for any of the content of the site and responsible for editing that content appropriately. Uh, they they aren't merely a platform. They are like treated as a media outlet that is endorsing the content that they allow on their site. It's fundamentally different, don't you think? Yeah, I I agree with that. What you think that it should be that way? You know, I, I honestly, I don't know enough about it to actually have an educated opinion i just don't know the inner workings of facebook and how you know to i i've never put up like an ad like that on facebook so i don't even know like what the process is and the rules and regulations so i i i i'm gonna have to i'm gonna take a note on that one you know none none of the above yeah uh (laughs) 
Sean, don't you know how political radio works? If, even if you don't understand something, you're supposed to just spout off your opinion on it without any regard to See, truth or understanding. I can't, I can't do that. What we just 15 minutes ago were talking about integrity, <laughs> I know. accuracy. You know, but see, that's the thing. I'm I'm secure enough within myself that I can turn around and say openly, and to how many millions of listeners that we have, um, that I don't know. I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. I think that's the most mature, responsible thing that a person can do nowadays. You know, you know, just because you see it, you hear it, just go. You know what? about that let me double check let me check other sources let me let me look into it but let me get back to you you know i wish more politicians would do that you know and when they're hit with a question and say because i've heard larry say it yeah yeah. you know like i don't know enough about that let me get back to you no i I agree with that and and we're getting other interesting comments too so uh rick had asked about uh, hate speech content too um that's what came to my mind earlier. Yeah, I mean that, that's an interesting one. Which Facebook again? If you put out kind of known uh, racial slurs and things like that, mm-hmm. Facebook will take down your content. Uh, uh, which thirty day bans too? Yeah, and they'll they'll ban you. And, and sometimes for for even for stuff that, that I don't consider all that bad. Have you ever been banned? I have not been. I banned. have not been banned either. Wow, mm. we're not edge lording hard enough, Sean. Yeah, I guess. Obviously, uh, be a little more edgy. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, yeah, I don't particularly want to be banned by... Wait, you know, wait, wait uh, where did the feed go? Where, where, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I know other people who, who have been banned, sometimes for stuff that I, uh, you know, I, I don't know, seems like it's a little bit marginal. Um, but but they are they already do that stuff, and, and I don't think they should be under any legal obligation to, but Facebook, again, has kind of yeah. taken their uh, corporate responsibility or whatever you want to call it, and they've decided, like, okay, we're, we're not going to allow this type of content on our site, they, and they are a private corporation. They can do what they want. They, they don't have to have unlimited free speech. Uh, they can say this type of stuff is okay to say, and this type of stuff is, isn't. isn't. Um, and the same thing like Twitter does. Twitter took, like, a, a totally different approach to this, too. We haven't even talked right. about them, where they, they totally banned political ads because they, they saw what Facebook was going through, and they're just like, you know what? Gotta, We're not going to deal with this at all. We're just instead of taking the neutral position, we're just going to ban it. I, just I just ban t- everything. I, I got a twelve-hour ban on yeah. Twitter once. <laughs> no, good job. See, you got banned there. I've not gotten banned on Twitter. Well, I told Cheeto Von Tweedo something personally. Oh. I sent it directly to him, and I guess he didn't like that. <laughs> Twitter didn't like it. It's, it's bots that go and they check your speech and they see see what you're saying. Uh, uh, but but yeah, I mean it's if. You know, again, what you're saying is considered hate speech, and I, you know, I don't necessarily want to defend some of the nastiest stuff that's out there. But it's like, who who gets to define that? And and if it's a situation where, in a repeal of Section 230, the government is defining that, like, is that a de facto censorship? Right. I don't know. I mean, I all I said was something to the effect of. Just take a right. pass already. Melania's been waiting for your money for years. Oh, okay. Come on, Sean. So, I mean, you know, that's not that bad. Yeah, thank you. I, I, was, I was like, Sean, we're on the radio. Please don't swear, buddy. No, 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 oh, no. Goodness, no, no, thank no, you. No, no. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, um, yeah, uh, and then, oh, goodness, now, now I'm getting a, a comment from uh, Rick again. It's like, oh, they should be broken up. Uh, what should they? Oh, uh, big social media companies. I, I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with it either. 
No, I, I don't think they should be broken up. Uh, I appreciate your comment, and, mm-hmm. and I, I spent a lot of time talking about that. I went on a, 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 another radio station, talked about that for a while, uh, mm-hmm. with people who want to either nationalize Facebook or break up those uh, companies no. like Facebook, uh, Instagram, WhatsApp. They're all owned by the same people. YouTube yeah. owned by Google, of course. Uh, because you, you do get, like, again, it, we, we talked about the kind of corrupting influence of having too powerful for an organization and mm-hmm. kind of wanting to hold on to that power. And I think that's a fair criticism of those uh, companies. But I also don't really want to see the government arbitrarily breaking up these companies. Uh, look, I'm old enough to know. I remember when Ma Bell used to be around. And yeah. they broke that up, and AT&T eventually collaborated everything back together, yeah. and now they're all back together again. All right. Well, we are out of time for today's show. Uh, thanks again for listening to Radio Free New York. We'll be back again tomorrow. Talk to you then.